Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second of today's uh, Lineout podcasts. And in this one, we talk about the long-awaited first test between South Africa and the British and Irish Lions. Been waiting for it for quite a while now. There's been lots of drama around it. Will it happen? Won't it happen? Uh, all the various issues, uh, loss of personnel, the return of key personnel uh, from injury. It's, yeah, it's had more drama than perhaps a Mexican soap opera. But now, finally, this Saturday, we get to focus on what we've all been waiting for. The first of what should be three epic tests between South Africa's world champions and the British and Irish Lions, who represent some of the best that the Northern Hemisphere has to offer. So in the Springboks' first genuine challenge since lifting the Webb Ellis Cup at the, the last World Cup in Japan almost two years ago, this is it. This is their first big test. So huge excitement huge interest uh, put aside all the controversy about whether the tour should have gone ahead or not the fact that it won't be played in front of fans even though millions of fans around the world will all be glued to their tv screens um, i still don't think that detracts from the, the fact that put aside everything this is a series that needed to happen and i think in a time in south africa where as difficult as things are they need a shot in the arm right now, and this will bring people together, um, as sport does so well uh, in South Africa in that respect. So, yeah, I think now that we're here and the, the first test is about to kick off, it's been unfortunate some of the, the sideshows that have gone on um, and have caused such debates, but now it's finally here. Let's just get on with it and embrace it. I think the decision to... Uh, hold all three tests now in Cape Town um, to uh, instead of the last two tests being played in Johannesburg. I think that was a, a, a really smart decision. Uh, with all the political unrest going on in South Africa, um, especially in the Hauteng and KwaZulu-Natal area, uh, the ongoing crises around the COVID pandemic and how that's really kind of hitting particularly the Hauteng area quite badly. The decision to stop players moving around, just keep them in one place, keep everybody safe and play out the rest of the tour in one location. We were able to manage things so much better as opposed to having players moving around all over the country was, I don't know why that was even, you know, why that even had to, there had to be a debate about that. That should have been done from the outset. Anyway, put all that aside now. It's done. We're ready to go. The tour is on. The tests are on. And it should be a great series. And, you know, I I think the argument about not having fans in the stands, yeah, I think it's tragic. And it, it, it does not having fans on a Lions tour, uh, both home fans and visiting fans. You know, it does take away some of the color that's associated, uh, the color and the entertainment and, 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 and the atmosphere that's associated with the Lions tour. But I don't think anybody can argue it takes away from the intensity of, of the matches being played by the players. You know, the importance of donning a Lions jersey as a, as a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for the players is is just as strong it sure it would be heightened if there were if there were traveling fans in the stands make no mistake um 
But for those 23 guys pulling on that red jersey on, on Saturday, they're going to feel it as just as intense as, as, as they would on, on any other kind of Lions, Lions match or any other Lions tour. It, it means the world to them, and they will play accordingly. And the same applies to the Springboks. You, know, you, you don't pull on a Springbok jersey lightly. And they know that the whole country will be watching them glued to their television screens, and they will come with every, every last ounce of intensity they can, they can muscle up. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it should be a cracking series. And, and now they've kind of got their head around how to do the logistics of it in a country that is experiencing some difficulty. They can just focus on the rugby and hopefully give, you know, fans in South Africa and fans around the world something to cheer about, which, let's face it, um, especially in South Africa, is, is, is really needed right now. So good luck to everyone um and let the festivities begin so looking at at some of the issues around the series i think the the first thing that probably stands out is the two captains um and what you know if you want no better demonstration of what alliance tour means to both the lions players themselves and their opponents then i think you just have to look at sia khaleesi and lions captain for the Springboks and Lions captain, Alan Wynne-Jones. Um, you know, Khaleesi got tested positive for COVID. He hasn't, as a result, he's had to isolate. He hasn't had that much game time. He hasn't had much training with the squad, but he's an inspirational captain. Um, his influence on the team in helping them lift the World Cup uh, was was huge. And Coach Rezi Erasmus and Jacques Nienaber, they know that. And the team knows that. So it's great to see uh, that he's been able to, uh, you know, get through the COVID issues, be ready to play on Saturday. And I don't think you're going to see too much lack of intensity from him. He, he'll he be there. He'll show up on the day. Um, and I think, you know, some people said, oh, well, you know, his, his form with the Sharks has been kind of up and down at times. This is a whole different event. And I have every confidence that Khaleesi, knowing what he's representing and knowing his influence and role in the team, he will he will step up to the plate. I don't I don't think there's any concerns about that. As for Alan Wynne Jones, that's probably the story of the of the of the tour so far. Um, you know, I think most of us were all absolutely gobsmacked. Uh, when seven minutes into the Lions' first game against Japan back in Murrayfield at the end of June, to see a figure like Alan Wynne Jones, who is such a talisman for not only the Lions but just Test rugby world, you know, world Test rugby in, in in general, to see him limping off and his tour essentially over, I, I think most of us just couldn't believe it. You know, this is a man who just keeps going no matter what you throw at him. He's 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 indestructible um but as a leader to tr to try and replace the kind of presence he has on the pitch and the experience you know i mean he's been on more lions tours than any other player he's got more international caps than any other player i mean the wealth of experience that jones has you 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 can't buy that for the love of money so to lose him uh was was a, a huge blow i mean i think the lions rose really well to it and i think give him his credit i think connor murray did step up as as interim captain 
Um, but, and, you know, you could also see that the team were playing for Jones. They, they knew that there was that little sniff that he might be coming back. He might be able to get himself fit for the, the actual tests themselves. And the way they played, it was almost like, you know, we're playing for you, Alan, and we want you back. And if this isn't enough incentive, then we don't know what is. And yet, sure enough, there he was on an airplane this week uh, to South Africa, and there he is in in the test side. Um, he's had one outing, um, and uh, last Saturday against uh, the Sharks. So you know he's got a little bit of game time under his belt. He seemed to deal well with the contact. You know, uh, dislocating your shoulder is not an easy injury to get over, but he was taking full contact in that Sharks game last Saturday, and uh, he's here. He's back. Um, you know, and he is, he is the lion's captain. There's, there's no getting away with it, uh, getting away from it. You know, he's, he's the lion king and, uh, these lions will be better off for, for, for having him. So yeah, a huge respect to the man. He's, he's a legend of the game already, but I think his motivation to come back and get fit, uh, for this test series is, is nothing short of a miracle. Uh, I think we're all crossing fingers and, and holding our breath that, uh, you know, knowing the kind of physicality that the box bring to a test series like this, you know, there's, there's the concern, is he going to be able to hold out for three, three test matches of an intensely physical nature, having had that kind of injury, your guess is as good as mine. Uh, but you know, you don't take this guy down easily. Uh, and I think he's just proved that. So, you know, fingers crossed he makes it to the third and, and final test uh, with no more injury and, and no more grief and continues to be able to lend that that almost mystical aura to the Lions that, that they're going to need at times on in the next three weekends. So, yeah, great to see him back and, and full credit to the man. And as well, full credit to Khaleesi for, for you know, his comeback as well. So how are they going to be in action? Let's look at the teams. Um, there were quite a few surprises, uh, in the selections by Gatland and one or two, uh, from the Springbok coaching staff. So let's start with the Springboks. Um, Oxen Che and Trevor Nayakani, the starting props. I got to admit, I was surprised at that. Uh, I'd be impressed with what I've seen from, from Nche, but he doesn't have a great deal of test experience. Um, and, you know, Stephen Kitsoff uh, is such a force. Um, I was really surprised to, to not see him get the start. But anyway, there you go. You got, you got Ox and Che uh, lining up. Bongi and Bonambi, um, you know, it's a real toss-up between him and, and Malcolm Marks at Hooker. Um, it would appear that the, the Springbok coaching staff are are using Marks more as the guy who just comes on in that last quarter and just decimates the opposition. Um, having uh, Mbanambi get that sort of initial traction in, in the first hour. So I can understand the reasoning behind that. I think you're going to see as the test series wears on an, an interchange between uh, Mbanambi and Marks um, and how, uh, how they use them in terms of who starts and who starts on the bench. So that'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But, you know, no worries with uh, Bonambi. He's, uh, he's a player I have huge respect for. Uh, and again, one of those box who's just got better and better over the years. Uh, 
bruising second row, even at Sabeth and uh, Franco Mustard. Uh, it doesn't get much more physical than at Sabeth. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he is he is an, an intense individual. Um, very intense. Um, and he, you know, he lends that real edge to the box in everything they do. Uh, sometimes it's, it's a disciplinary liability. Sometimes it rubs referees the wrong way. Uh, it'll certainly get under the opposition skin, make no mistake about it. Um, but yeah, he's, he's your agitator, your enforcer, and also just a massive, uh, massive player in terms of impact in a game. Franco Mustard, um, a huge fan of the man. He consistently produces his work rate is outstanding. Uh, just a, a real high quality test player. Um, so yeah, great second row for this one. Uh, back row, Sia Khaleesi. We've already talked about him and his, his comeback from the whole COVID thing. It remains to be seen whether, uh, how much gas is in the tank for this test, but you know, I'm sure he'll, he'll lead to the front as we've already described. Peter Steph de Troyes, I mean, yeah, huge fan favorite here at the lineout. Um, just a, a phenomenal rugby player all round. Uh, his all round abilities are so good. His work rate is phenomenal. He is, and he's one of those guys, you know, you get to the end of 80 minutes and he looks like he can go another 80. He, he's incredible. Uh, he wears his heart on his sleeve. Uh, the emotion and the pride in playing for the Springboks is always there to see. Just a great player um, and, an, and an individual I, and I know a lot of other people have a huge amount of respect for. Interesting choice at, at number eight, Quagga Smith. Um, obviously, Dwayne Vermeulen is is still out injured. Um, so, you know, uh, I think the coaching staff were were a little bit, uh, a little bit struggling with how, where they were going to put Smith. I, I see him more as, as a in the flanker role, uh, particularly in the loose. Um, I'm not convinced he's a number eight, but we'll see. Uh, as a player, though, uh, no questions asked. He's, he's just he's such an exciting player. Um, he'll be a handful for, you know, for guys like Jack Conan and uh, Hamish Watson uh, and Tom Curry. Um, he's not the biggest guy, but, uh, you know, he can punch well above his weight. And in the loose, he's devastating. Um, look out. You never know what he's going to do. Uh, he's He can play from any part of the park. So, you know, very exciting player to see. Um, so strange to see him in the number eight jersey. Not a position I think is his natural position, but let's see how it goes. Halfback partnership, Faf de Klerk, a scrum half, Andre Pollard. Doesn't get much better than that. World-class, World Cup winners. Um, Faf de Klerk, Mr. Mr. Dynamism, Mr. Uh, and again, one of those pint-sized players who who punches way, way above his weight. I mean, we've all seen him take players down three times his size. Ferocious tackler, just just quick, fast, enterprising. Uh, sometimes a bit too chirpy with the refs, um, especially given his own technique at times can can lead him into trouble. But yeah. A good player, Andre Pollard. Great to see him back. He's he looks on form this year, uh, both with the boot and uh, in terms of game game management. So uh, expect a big game from him. Uh, 
Magazzoni Mapimpe, uh, World Cup winner, scored a try in the World Cup final against England. That kind of clinched the whole deal for South Africa. So hasn't had that much game time. Um, also was involved in the whole COVID scare leading up to this first test, but uh, interesting to see how he goes. But in terms of class and quality, no questions asked. Centers, um, Damien Deende and Lucan Yuam. Diendi, he's really come of age as a player. Uh, his handling skills used to be atrocious. They seem to be a lot better. Uh, and he's less of a predictable player these days and hugely physically strong. Um, yeah, he, he can really make make life in the center channels painful for, for the opposition. And Lucan Yuam, uh, I also think good physicality, but also very quick and a really sharp brain in him. Um, he's going to be a handful for, for the Lions to deal with. Um, Robbie Henshaw is going to have to be his, at his best to, to think his way around him. On the other wing, Cheslin Colby, uh, you know, South Africa's pocket rocket, pint-sized wonder weapon. Give that man the ball and he will find space. He will create magic. It's as simple as that. He does it week in, week out for Toulouse, and he does it every time he, he dons a Springbok jersey. So, yeah, quality, 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 simple. Uh, he's going to be up against um, Duan van der Merwe of the Lions. Big, big guy. But, you know, again, like Faf de Klerk, I've seen colby bring down guys two or three times his size he's got no fear in the tackle he's good in the tackle he's got good technique so yeah look out willie larue at fullback i i'm not gonna lie to you i the jury's still out for me on larue brilliant one day awful the next and the fact that afedi farsi doesn't even make the bench i'm really surprised by that decision but we'll see how it goes. Uh, you know, when LaRue's on song, he's great. But when he's not on song, oh boy, the box ever in for a hard day at the office. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, the bench, though, powerhouse front row. Uh, Hooker, Malcolm Marks, and the two props, Stephen Kitsoff and France Malherba. Uh, World Cup World Cup winning class, solid. Uh, yeah. Uh, what more do you need to say? Uh, bring on the impact for the, the last quarter. There it is right there. Game winners, all three of them. Uh, Lute Jager in the second row, and then Reinhardt uh, Elstad. I'm gr- I'm delighted to see him uh, get a, a spot in the starting uh, 23 for this test. I think he's a real talent for the future for South Africa. He's been really impressive in France. He's solid. He's reliable. He's very, very physical. Uh, very hard man to stop. And if you run into him, you're going to stop. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing him in action. Uh, on Saturday. Herschel Yanchis uh, at scrum half, uh, solid impact player for the last quarter. Uh, South Africa lose nothing by having him come onto the pitch. Big question marks though around Elton Yankees. I know some people say, oh, you're not being fair by saying he's not a test test 10 or a test fly half. I haven't seen anything that's convinced me otherwise. Uh, so yeah. And depending who in the last quarter is, is running the fly half position for the, the Lions, if it's Owen Farrell or still Dan, Dan Bigger, I just don't think Yankees is going to match up. And the same, I think, with Damien Valimsa. I know a lot of people rave about him. I just haven't seen anything yet that's made me go, wow, 
whereas I would have done if, say, we were seeing Fossey uh, on the bench to come on as an impact player. We'll see. It's a good squad. I don't think uh, South Africa have anything to apologize about overall. A couple of question marks in there, but uh, solid. For the Lions, um, Wynn Jones uh, and Tad Furlong, I think are good choices of props, particularly Furlong. Uh, the, man's a, the man's a beast. Uh, he is going to make poor old Oxenjay's life in absolute misery. And then the other advantage with, with Furlong, we've already seen what he can do in, in the loose. I mean, the man can, as a prop, he's, he's a tango artist. He's just spectacular. Uh I think it's the right decision to go with Luke Cowan Dickey as the starting hooker, England's Luke Cowan Dickey. Uh, he's had a fantastic test series so far. Um, sorry, not test series, but uh, tour so far playing the provincial sides. Um, yeah, he, and I'm sure Eddie Jones will be looking on because this, this is England's future in the number, the number two Jersey. So glad to see him get a, a start for this test uh, thoroughly deserved. Second row, Marrow, Toje, Ellen, Wynn, Jones. Uh, they were on the last line tours together as, as a partnership, and uh, they'll carry each other and they'll feed off each other. Uh, very dynamic uh, pairing. Um, and, you know, Toje just brings so much uh, aggression and a huge work rate, and he will niggle Etzebeth just as much as, as Etzebeth niggles him. So there's going to be some really interesting sparks going on, particularly in the lineouts and at scrum time between those two. Um, and, you know, Itoji will want revenge for South Africa getting the better and, and shattering England's World Cup dreams. So he's got everything to play for on Saturday. In the back row, I think given the physicality that South Africa are going to bring, uh, particularly in the first first. 40 minutes or first half, maybe well into the second half. I think they've gone with the right options. Courtney Laws um, and Tom Curry, both hugely physical players. Tom Curry is a star in the making for England. Uh, I can see a couple of years time from now, him getting a world player of the year award. He is a really gifted, gifted rugby player um, and absolutely fearless. He, he seems to have no regard for his own self-preservation um so yeah really exciting to see him ireland's jack conan at number eight again solid choice he's he's very physical he's very strong uh he handles the physical aspect of the game really well but he's also uh fantastic in 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 the loose with a genuine eye for opportunity uh really good at breaking the game line just yeah solid choice at number eight um so yeah, I think to start with, they, they've made the right choice in terms of back row. The big question mark was obviously Ali Price uh, getting the nod over uh, Scotland's Ali Price, getting the nod over Ireland's Connor Murray, who was also the interim captain for the Lions until Alan Wynne-Jones made his return. Um, but again, it's the right call. Price has been on fire in, in the tour matches so far against the provincial sides. He's been dynamic, whereas Murray's looked a little bit slow and ponderous. Um, and, you know, you're up against a live wire like Faf de Klerk. You need a, an equal live wire to match it. So, yeah, Murray makes the bench, but I think it's the right call to give Price the starting berth at nine. Dan Bigger at 10 and the fly half. I don't think, to be honest, the Lions really have a great amount of choice in terms of fly half uh, selections. You know, Finn Russell is still out with injury. 
Marcus Smith is as impressive as he is. I think you put him into a first test like this, you'll you'll take any confidence he has and shatter it. I think it's just a little bit too soon to throw him into the cauldron of a test initial test match like this. We'll see how the coaching staff of the Lions make their decisions around Smith um, as the test series progresses, but I think it's the right call not to throw him, you know, uh, straight into the, into the fire on this first test. So yeah, as a result of that, Dan Biggers, you're, your best choice. Uh, I think he's been better than Owen Farrell, who hasn't really impressed me very much on this tour at all. So yeah, tough call, but the right call probably given the circumstances. Uh, out on the wings, Duane van der Merver and Anthony Watson. Again, some people are questioning why Josh Adams uh, doesn't get a starting berth. He doesn't even make the bench considering he scored more tries than any other player on the tour so far. But it's simple physicality. Uh, both Vandermeer and Watson bring that physicality, and that's what it's going to be all about uh, initially on this first test on Saturday. So, and both have a real turn of pace to them as well. What's, Watson has proved that he's pretty nimble on his feet as well, but he also brings some huge physicality in defense and attack. So that's what they need, and and Vandermeer brings the same. So no surprises there. In the centers, uh, no questions about Robbie Henshaw. I think he's had a stellar tour, and he was outstanding for Ireland and the Six Nations. Um, plus, he brings a, a solid degree of physicality to to counter whatever the box are going to bring. Elliot Daly, though, I'm sorry, I'm not convinced. Everybody's saying, "Oh, you know, he's really happy in the centers. He's really he's really playing well there." I'm not convinced. And defensively, I think he's still a huge liability. Admittedly, he's got that huge boot on him, uh, but uh, you know, altitude where is not going to be a factor in these three tests. Um, so how valuable is that boot really going to be? I, I don't know. Question marks around daily. Uh, I can see the thinking of the coaching staff, but I, I remain to be convinced. And lastly, Stuart Hogg at, at fullback as opposed to Liam Williams, uh, Scotland's Stuart Hogg. You know, he's he's captained a couple of matches on this tour. He had he's had some bad luck in on Lions tours in the past, so it, it would appear that Gatlin's decided to to give him his lucky break and, and let him have at her. Um, there's no questioning his 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 ability. Um, there's the added bonus of some of his leadership qualities, which which will, particularly in marshalling the back line. So, yeah, again, I, I think the right choice. I have no question, qualms about Hogg. I think he's a brilliant player. He's an absolute world-class test player. Uh, he, the, I, I think he's going to get the better of LaRue, to be honest, on Saturday. But we'll see. Um, I don't think the front row offering uh, on the bench for the Lions is as strong as South Africa's. Uh, Rory Sutherland and Kyle Sinclair as the props. Uh, abrasive, dynamic, uh, and in Sutherland's case, more reliable than anything. Um, and the same can be said of Ken Owens, as well as a, a being a pretty solid line-out thrower. So we'll see. But I think South Africa got the edge there. Tad Byrne, uh, it'll be interesting to see whether they, they plug him into the back row or the second row, because he's equally at home in both. But he's had a stellar tour so far. Um, and I got to admit, I was a little bit surprised to not see him start in the back row. But uh, as an impact player, he's going to be absolutely massive on Saturday. And he may not get a start this test, but he'll get a start at least in one of the, the tests thereafter. 
Hamish Watson. Uh, as everybody knows, we here at the lineout we love the Mish. Uh, phenomenal player, very much in the in the mold of Quagga Smith for the Springboks. So again, kind of surprised to not see him uh, get a, a spot in the starting fifteen. But he's there again, bringing so much impact when they do bring him on. And uh, him playing off against Quagga Smith uh, could be very interesting on Saturday. But you know, massive player. He's going to bring a huge amount, and like Byrne, he will get uh, a starting berth at some point. Connor Murray, we've already talked about him. Uh, again, um, yeah, what do you do? Again, I think their scrum half choices are a little bit limited for this tour, but but we'll see how that goes. Owen Farrell, I've already said, I'm not a huge fan of the man. His tackling technique has already been suspect and being there's been much merriment and finger pointing by the spring box some of it i think slightly unjustified at farrell so he's going to be under pressure on saturday be interesting to see whether they use him in the center channels or a fly half remains to be seen and lastly liam williams at fullback uh interchangeable with hog but i think it's right to give hog uh the the start so yeah, good squad. Predictions-wise, I'm not going to make any. I think the series is going to go down to the wire and the third test will be a decider. Uh, I think it's going to go one apiece going into the, the third and final test. So lots to look forward to. I think it's going to be an epic test. The weather's going to be good. Here we go. Bring it on. Uh, we've waited so long for this. Let's really hope it, it lives up to the billing and the anticipation. So thanks a lot to everybody for listening and uh, take care and enjoy Saturday. It should be epic.